Hi everyone, Daniel Ramsey here, the CEO of My Outdesk and the host of Scale the Podcast. This podcast is dedicated to having conversations that unlock the exact formula and strategies multi-million and billion dollar companies use to scale their business. You can visit me on our website at scalethepodcast.com or listen to this podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Hey everybody, Daniel Ramsey here with My Outdesk and I'm super excited because today we're going to talk about a topic that we don't typically focus on. It's called building wealth through business and real estate. And I've, I've got a quick story for you. Stick with us through the whole thing. If it, you know, resistance is going to say, oh, this isn't for me. It's going to say, oh, I don't have time to listen to this whole thing. Or, you know, I'm really busy right now. But what I need you to do is just focus and pay attention because we have a pro on the call with us today. And, and, and this is what we're talking about. As you build your business, the seven-figure business roadmap is something that we've created because we've gotten an opportunity to see 4,000 real estate businesses just like yours. And over the years, what we've seen is there's commonalities. And, and the analogy is this. In high school, you know, if you're on a football team in high school, you know, there's a certain workout, there's a certain practice, they run certain plays, they might work out at the gym. They don't focus on nutrition tr traditionally. They don't have a trainer and a coach. Maybe there's a small team. But then out of the 50 or 75 kids, one or two go on to play college, okay? And then in college, it's more focused. They have a higher level of discipline. They have a bigger coaching staff, right? Um, and they just work harder. It's a different game. And only a, a few elite people make that shift from from high school sports to college. And then again, there's another shift. And, and in college, one or two people get a move on to the pros. They go to the NFL. And then there's a staff of three or 400 people supporting that team. Huge coaching staff. They have a nutritionist. They have a trainer, a physical therapy guy. They have a doctor on staff. There's typically a, a, an entire hospital that's set up right next to their training camp. They, they focus every single day. Their lives are 100% are tuned in and dialed in to the sport that they're playing. And so if you listen today, we've got Brad Chandler here from Express Home Buyers. Now, he's a pro, meaning the entire point of this conversation today, the entire point is how to build wealth through your business and real estate. So the, the seven-figure business roadmap is going from an I do it, meaning you're a solo entrepreneur, to a we do it, meaning you've got a small team, to a they do it. And Brad has done that. He is he has hired a CEO, the team runs independently of him, and he's building cash flow and wealth in that business while also starting another coaching related business. So we are lucky to have him. And what's gonna happen today is we're gonna get a rare glimpse into how he runs his team, how he, how he decides what to buy and what not to buy. Um, you know, everything from hiring to building wealth to, you know, managing really smart people and, and adding value to the team. So we're going to get a rare glimpse into his world. And we're live right now on Facebook. Uh, we're, we've got a ton of people watching. So if you have a question for me or Brad, as we're going through, just type it. We're going to answer questions. We're going to dive deep. 
And, uh, and we've got, you know, like I said, a pro, somebody from the NFL who's here to share with us some of the things that he's, that he's learned after a decade in the business and multiple, you know, successes and also failures. I mean, we, right, Brad? I mean, we've oh, yeah. through the ring with uh, learning. So here, uh, thank you for joining us, Brad. Stated in, guys, we're giving away. Uh, Brad put together actually a really great ebook. I, I had a chance to read it before today. Um, and we're going to talk about wholesaling, his, his unique uh, business model to actually generate wealth and, and, and run a business in the real estate world. So Brad, thanks for joining us today. Oh, thanks so much for having me. I love that story, by the way. I've never thought about it that way, comparing business to sports, but you, you hit that. You, I mean, right on high school, college, and fortunately I've made the right moves and, you know, I wish I was in the NFL, but I'm NFL-like when it comes to the investor space. So I love talking about this stuff. I think I'm really good at scaling companies and building teams. So I'm excited to jump into it. Yeah, and that's what we do is we help companies scale with virtual professionals. And Brad is also a client of ours. And I'm excited to have, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about how he's used our virtual professionals. Um, and what's unique too is you've been involved in more than 5,000 transactions uh, number one, so the volume means you obviously you're a pro, and then number two is you just shared with me that you, you've hired a CEO and a hundred percent left that business to start another business. And and guys, this is what building wealth is about. This is what it means. And if you're in that game, this is your this is your webinar. This is your talk. You need to listen because Brad has done what we all aspire to do, which is build a business, walk away from that business, hire a competent CEO, somebody who's smarter than uh, you told me, smarter than you, more experienced than you. <laughs> and now you're on to doing what you do, which is building another business. You got it. You got it. And I actually stepped out before I brought the C CEO on because I had a management team in place. The CEO has been brought on to scale on a massive basis country nationwide. Right. Okay. So let's, let's jump in most uh, and why we thought this was a good segue is most, most business owners, they're in this rat race. They're in the I or the we. Um, and the problem with the rat race is even if you get out of it, you're still a rat, right? And so you're, it, it, you might identify with this line of thinking. If you're always busy, you don't have a chance to go to the gym. You're, 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 you're not spending time with the family. You're not, in your community doing contribution. Like, so if you're in that space and you're in the I and the we, let's, let's just go back to sports. If you're a high school player or a college player and you wanna go to the NFL, uh, I believe buying real estate and participating in building assets is, is, is the way to do it. Hey everybody, Daniel Ramsey here, and I wanna tell you about an extraordinary offer to take action and start scaling your business right now. You know I get a lot of questions about how to grow your business, generate more revenue, and reduce expenses, and the answer is simple. It's My Outdesk Virtual Assistants. My Outdesk offers five-star virtual assistant services to thousands of business professionals across the United States and making our clients over $100 million in net revenue every year. Our customers absolutely love our virtual assistants, and I wanna give you the opportunity to learn exactly why. Simply text the word MOD, MOD, 
to 31996 and we're going to give you a free double my business strategy call where you work one-on-one -on -one with one of our business growth specialists to design an action strategy for growth and cost savings in your business. We're gonna give you over 20 growth and strategy guides, a market force personality indicator, an important business checklist, and hiring guides. My Outdesk admins can help manage your office, your sales, your marketing pipeline, and even help you lead generate and follow up. And during this call, you'll learn exactly how you can put them into your business right now. So again, text MOD to 31996 and get a free double my business strategy call right now and learn how My Outdesk can transform your business today. So, um, Brad, let's talk about your wholesale um, business and how it works and what it is. I think everybody on the call will be interested in how you have bought or, or, or participated in 5,000 transactions, but not been the real estate broker and not been the buyer. So that, that's what's unique about this call. So let's talk about that. How, what, tell me, what is wholesaling? How does it work? And what's your unique perspective on doing yeah. So let's roll, let's roll back to ninth grade. I read a book on how to buy real estate with no money down. At that time, I knew I was going to make real estate in my career. So I studied it for 15 years. In 2002, I, uh, an, an investor bought my neighbor's house. I went and talked to him and he said, yes, I buy houses at 20 to 30% below market. I fix them up and I resell them. So I was like, that's what I'm going to start to do. So eight long months of working a full-time job, coming home nights and weekends, putting my son to bed, handwriting letters from eight to midnight, I literally 11 o'clock at night, I'm out in a black uniform, putting we buy houses signs on, on the street corner, on the street poles. So I uh, bought six deals in, in this, in June and July of 2003. And then here we are, I quit my job in October of 2003, my full-time job to really focus on express home buyers. And we're, we're nearing 2,400 total transactions up until December of 2016, Dan, I fixed and flipped almost every house I bought. And in that time period, I also started Keller Williams team in 2008. And by 2010, we were the number one Keller Williams team in North America. I think we did $120 million in transactions um, and about 800 transactions. So I made the shift. I thought that the, the sophisticated person with the money bought the houses, took them down, rehabbed them. Well, after trying to manage 85 renovations at one time, it got too Whoa. difficult. Uh, so much. There's a lot to unpack in that. Okay. So first of all, you've had a real estate company and been a real estate professional and you, in one calendar year, you did 800 transactions, 800 transactions in 2010. Okay. So that's nuts. What were some of, what did you learn in that, in that time frame? What was the thing? I want to slow you down because everybody yeah. needs to hear your story and understand where you come from. I learned that my ego caused me to lose a lot of money. And, that, and here's why. I wanted to be the first agent team that ever sold $1 billion with a B worth of real estate in a given year. So because of the ego and because I wanted to be, you know, Brad Chandler here is great. He sold a billion dollars. That's what I was focused on. Like an idiot, I wasn't focused on the bottom line. So sometimes we were hiring like three people a week. It was crazy. We had like 75 people on our staff. We, we rented this huge office a couple miles away. Um, just massive. And what I learned is that 
don't let your ego, ego ruins so many people, both in business and personal. Don't let your ego control. If I were to do it again, I would totally be focused on the bottom line, like crazy focused on the bottom line. I'd lead with, lead with revenue and then guess what? I'd have a better chance to get to the billion dollars if I would have been focused on the bottom line and not the top line. And I guarantee you, most of the listeners I'm not saying the listeners have the ego trying to do a billion dollars. Most of the listeners aren't super, super, super focused on their bottom line. You've got to always be focused on, am I making money? And if I'm not making money, let's change something. Yeah, I love what you're saying. And I'll probably add, uh, when you say bottom line, you mean net profits. And I'll, I'll yes, give sir. everybody that's listening, uh, there's a model for service-based companies. And, and whether you're an insurance broker, an investment advisor, or a real estate professional, maybe you're a contractor, it's a third, a third, a third. So a third to get the client, a third to you know all the operational costs, and a third is usually the net profit that you wanna kind of go. If, if you're a CPA, if you're an attorney, whatever, whatever business you're in, like that's kind of a, a, if you're in the we do it space, meaning there's a group of you together and you're doing it, you're looking for a 25 to 30% net profit. Would you agree? I mean, what, where are you at with that? We're, we're really damn close to that. Yeah, exactly. And that's the point of like, and, and, and the other thing that I would say is you're right. You run a P and L and you're looking at, Oh good. My revenue is growing. Oh, but I'm reinvesting. So my net income isn't going up because I'm, I'm reinvesting in my business and I got to hire people. And what, what this is about is building wealth. So we can talk about balance sheet and, why not very many business owners look at a three to five year balance sheet and say, am I building assets inside my business, right? Absolutely, yeah. And so um, I think that's great that you're sharing about the ego. Um, again, the, the game that we're playing on this webinar is how do I build a business where I don't have to be there every day? And then how do I build wealth? And that is represented on your balance sheet. So talk about that. like. Was that the perspective that was missing at that time for you? Oh God, there was a lot of stuff missing, Daniel, a ton of stuff missing <laughs> because I was just tunnel vision on I'm Brad and I'm super smart, which I really wasn't and am, am not. Uh, I'm super smart so I can do this. So everything was focused on the billion dollars. It was crazy. I, I, I wasn't doing anything else but saying, okay, let's just keep building, building, building. And what did it feel like at that time, like running 75 people, being in a huge office, having all that overhead, and then not having your net income go up over time. And so, so, it, I, I, so I had my home buying business right alongside it. So the two of this, we're running the same thing at the same time. We're getting leads in, we're either buying them or we're listing them. So we were making money, but when, when we looked at the set, when we separated the business and really looked at the PL from the home buying and the, and the realty side, all of the money was coming from the home buying side and the realty side, we were just paying money out constantly because we were like, oh, we're building, building, building. So honestly, it was exciting at the time because we had like a new hire, it seemed every three days and we're doing transactions. I mean, 800 transactions. I mean, it was great. Checks were coming in. We're talking about, we're looking at our ranking within Keller Williams, climb up to the top. It's, it was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> until until uh, August of 2010 came along and the first time, home buyer tax credit went away and we're like, shit, we can't sell anything. Like our whole portfolio probably lost like $3 million because values dropped again when that happened. So, so we said, okay, we're not going to, we can't focus on the realty side anymore. And then we shifted completely towards the home buying side. And at that point, talk about building wealth. 
we started buying rentals because we could get them at 30, 40% what they had sold for a couple of years ago. Okay, so great perspective. Um, you started buying real estate because you saw an opportunity. Talk to us and the audience because um, I have this, I have this, I'm, I'm like you, I bought real estate, I like real estate, I'm in escrow right now to sell a, a commercial building. So I like building wealth through business and real estate. Those are the two things. I mean, if you look at the world's wealth, everybody is in those two things. They have either a business or they have a lot of real estate. Those, that, those are the two vehicles for building wealth. I mean, period, right? You agree? Right. right. Yeah. So um, what caused you to decide to buy? And then let's talk about that perspective that, 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 that you're, the, you're the professional and you have an opportunity because you can do a little insider trading. So talk about that, right? Yeah, so we, 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 we're obviously buying and fixing and selling these houses and we're looking at them and we're saying, oh my gosh, there may not be a lot of money in the fix and flip because things weren't selling at a premium then, but we looked at, we could literally, most of the rentals that we bought, we were into them for 95 to $100,000 and they were renting for 1300 to 1400. And we knew that we were buying them at prices 30. This is a great story. In 2000, in 2008, we renovated a house in Capitol Heights, Maryland, a suburb of DC. Yep. We sold, we, we did our normal renovation, granite countertops, stand, even, even in bad neighborhoods, granite countertops, stainless steel appliances, hardwood floors, really nice house. We sold it for $278,000 in 2008. If we wanted to have rented that, for fifteen hundred, a two hundred eight thousand dollar house with fifteen hundred dollars rent—that's a pretty shitty yield, right? Right. In two thousand ten, we bought that house back from a bank in the same exact condition because the homeowner kept it nice and put a five thousand dollar privacy fence in it. We bought that house for drum roll please one hundred thousand dollars. The same exact house that we just renovated and sold. So wow. we're like a hundred thousand dollars. We bought it. We rented it for five six years. It went way up and then we sold it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, we've got a comment from Jen, thanks. He said, read the book Profit First. I think that's brilliant. Um, that's Jim, why couldn't you have told me that in 2008 and 2009 for God's sakes? <laughs> yeah, yeah, where were you? Um, okay, so what, what, are you doing, what are you doing today? Because obviously we can see the evolution. Real estate you know, broker to fix and flip to now wholesaling. So, and I'm, I'm, I'm moving quick cause we're going to spend time on that business. Cause that's where you're like an expert. That's how you've, you've built a big business that now you can step out of. So talk a little bit about that transition from agent to investor to wholesaler. Yeah. So in December, 2016, I'm talking with my partner and we're like, you know, payroll is going to be tight to make this month. This is incredible. We flipped 15, well, at that time, 2,000 houses. 2,000 houses and we're having trouble with payroll. Like, what's wrong? And it was renovation, renovation, renovation. And I'm connected with most of the top investors around the country. When I talk with them, what's your number one problem? Well, it's renovation, scaling, scaling, scaling. So I thought, we're what are we good at? We're really a sales and marketing company. We're so good at finding and following up on leads. If we could get rid, of the re get rid of renovations, man, would our lives be easy. So we were like, we are gonna start wholesaling everything. So we literally looked at our 80 renovations. We started selling some of our renovated properties in the middle of the renovation. We're like, let's get rid of it, let's get rid of it. We finished a bunch of them. Now we strictly are wholesaling everything. So we literally, we get a property in our contract for somewhere between 65 
and 75% of the after repair value minus, minus renovation. And then we're selling it anywhere between 78 and 83% of after repair value minus renovations. And we are just solely focused on growing that business into a nationwide business. Okay, well, you said something. I, I, I just got an opportunity to travel and uh, I, was in, I was in the room with a billionaire and his advice was to narrow the focus. Too many people try to do this broad, you know, I'm going to be everything. I'm going to be a contractor. I'm going to be an investor. I'm going to be a landlord. I'm going to be a flip, you know, like they, they have this. And you guys did that. How did you get to that space where you said, you know what, we're a sales and marketing and we know how to find the properties. What, what, what caused that mind shift for you? And like, how did you come to that realization? Because there's a lot of people on this call that they need to narrow that focus. That I think is the thing that made you an NFL superstar. That is huge. And when I see that, when I look back at the mistakes I made, 85, 95% of them were lack of focus. I can do this well, so I'm gonna go do this and I'm gonna do this and it was crazy. What led me to that, Daniel? was I guess uh, the, the cash flow issue. It was like, we can't keep doing this. This is crazy. So it was just, you know, it was conflict that, that happened and we're like, we're gonna fix this and we fixed it. And, and we, we had our best year financially ever last year. So it was a pain point. You, you had a major pain. pain point. Ma major pain. So your listeners, before you get to that major pain, it's, you know, just like you said, the billionaire, well, it was a book written 75 years ago, Think and Grow Rich. It's all about, putting your blinders on and having tunnel vision. Don't let those shiny objects that run by, just let them run by. Focus on what you're really good at and get really good at one thing. Right, okay, so you've alluded to it. Um, so you, you had a tunnel focus on being a sales and marketing organization. What happened for your team, your people, your, your marketing, your, like talk about the effect in the team when you released a big portion of what you guys weren't great at. Well, the chaos just left. I mean, we had so much chaos. When you're renovating properties, when you actually buy a house, you've got to get, you got to switch the utilities. I mean, the list goes on and on. You got to pay property tax. You got to pay your lender if you didn't pay cash on and on and on, all these complexities. And then the, the, the you got to, you know, the, the water didn't get cut on. So you got to switch bills and t just, so much complexity just left us. And honestly, a lot of employees left us because we had like 10 employees on the construction side, gone. So right. we just got way, way more focused. And, and that focus, and chaos. the chaos went away. Went away, yep. And the team now, like when you, you know, cause before you were focused on the billion dollars in real estate, then you had a, a major pain point. Um, and, and if you're listening, we've got an opportunity to ask, ask Brad questions around that journey. So if you can relate to his story and you can remember a time when you've had a pain or a lack of focus or a challenge with payroll. I mean, if you're a business person, I know I had to dump a ton of money into my outdesk at one time to make payroll. And then through that pain, we shifted our model. And, and it's only through that pain that you, as a business owner, you decide to change. So I, I identify with your story. Um, so if you identify with the story and you have your own personal situation that you want to talk about, Brad is here to answer questions and, and we like the interaction. It's just, it's, it makes this better, especially if you identify, but Brad, what, um, 
and I put money in, by the way, this, I put money in and around that time, that pain point I put money in and I'm like, I'm done putting money into it. All I want to do is take money out. <laughs> <laughs> and now you've just, that's another, that's another, um, you know, that's another NFL, you're a pro kind of mindset thing. I, I, I know I put money in thinking, well, this is my business. Nobody else will. This is the, this is the burden of leadership. This is the burden of taking the risk. But, but if you, if you've played in the NFL, you know, business needs to, add money to your bank account and not right. take not take away not your per, your personal bank account right that is correct that is okay good so um so you switch to this wholesale let's talk about some of the systems and processes because everybody on this thing is like okay Brad tell me the detail like give me your secret sauce and that's what this is about is how do you generate you know like opportunities for your team to possibly buy and how could and what are some of the things that, that, that on your team you help realize because you coach people how to do this so let's do let's pick one or two of you think the best opportunities that somebody could listen to this take away and then implement right away yeah okay yep so we'll start with uh so one of my employees recently bought a house from us in southern maryland him and his wife fixed it up put like fifteen thousand dollars into it and they're under contract to sell it for a $40,000 profit. So if you guys are working with investors and you have teams of people who want to invest in real estate, then teach them how to do it. Because, you know, what, what I see from students around the country, and not only students, but the top investors from around the country, the number one struggle, Daniel, is people. So if you can solve the people problem, why am I able to get on a plane and go to Jamaica if I want to for six months and come back and my business would be in better shape when I left it? It's not because of me. It's because of the people that I have. And businesses don't focus on that. And I've been a realtor and I know how it goes, how busy you are every day. You're like, let's just hire this person. I just need him. He may not be the right fit. She may not be the right, let's just get him in. And that is the, the holy grail of disastrous mistakes. Like you've got to focus on your people. So give your people what they want, find good people, make sure that they, they fit your core values, train them well, give them what they want, and then they'll give you what you want from them. Okay. Part of that is teaching them how to invest, teaching them how to you know, make $40,000 on a property. But let's, let's, um, let's slow down because people are listening and I, wanna, I want you to, like, let's talk about how you hunt talent. Like, what do, what do you do that's unique? Because again, uh, I, I recognize it because we're in a, in a similar size kind of business and I recognize that finding people and getting them on your team and keeping them focused and, and, and helping them achieve their dreams and goals, I know that's the right way to be. Like I know that, that it matters. So talk about hunting talent. Yeah, Do it. yeah I, got, I got a great, I got, yeah, great, great, great uh, mindset shift or behavioral shift in the last two years. And that is, I, I heard it for years, but you don't want to hire people who are unemployed. And, and when you put a posting on a job board, it's typically people are looking at that job on those job boards that are unemployed, right? Why are they unemployed? Does, does highly talented people, you keep using the NFL analogy, how many highly talented NFL players are sitting at home right now playing video games? Well, they are because it's the off season, but you, you get my point. So what you do is you got to go find people who are not on the bench, but are in throwing the passes. Where do you find those people? The number one tool in the world is LinkedIn. So we, we got a LinkedIn recruiter 
um, account with LinkedIn. They do an amazing training job. They do an amazing webinar or training webinar if you want to just get information on it. You go and you find the people through either LinkedIn and probably LinkedIn is your second best. Your number one is your network. It's your sphere of influence. Get on the phone with every single person and say, this is the opportunity and make it sound good. This is the opportunity. Do you know anyone? And I'm looking for this type of person with this set of skills. Do you know anyone? Or who do you so know? Stop posting the Stop posting the jobs on Indeed. Stop posting the ads on Craigslist and Monster and go out there and actively find people. Again, and people are thinking, I don't have time for that. You can't not have time for that. If you want to get to the place that I am, if you want to get to the place that you deserve to be, and that is have your business work for you. If you overlook people, you will never, ever, ever get there. I, I feel your passion around this. Um, <laughs> that, that means you've had pain in it do you have a story around hiring the wrong person and oh do i have a story i mean i've probably hired 200 people and and when you hear the analogy when i sat down in a recruiting class 10 years ago and they say when you make a hiring mistake it's 10x their salary i'm like this is just puffery you know forty thousand dollars guy is really going to cost me four hundred thousand hell yeah he'll, he'll cost you four hundred thousand and it'll cost you more so i've got story after story and when you fire somebody you find out all the other crap that you didn't even know about that's even worse. And here's the thing about firing people. A lot of people don't wanna fire people because, oh, they've been loyal, Daniel. This person's been with me for four years. I know they're not the right fit and I can't fire them now because I need them and Christmas is coming or New Year's is coming or whatever's coming. So in six months, Daniel, I'll get around to firing them. And you think that you're helping that person you are literally taking six months out of their life. You're robbing six months of their life because they should be moving on to an opportunity that they can actually thrive in. And right. when I had that mindset shift about five years ago, when I'm ready to fire someone, they're out of here because if they're not a fit here and you keep them, you're doing them a huge disservice. So get rid of them. Yep. Okay, good. So hunt people, um, be fanatical about your core values and matching people to that. And as a real estate person, um, some of the challenges that we have is like, well, why would they work for me? How, how do you, or, you know, why do they want to help me become wealthy? Like, how, how do you get somebody when you're, when you're in the we do it space? Like most of the folks, 80, 90%, it's, it's actually exactly 89% of all real estate people are in the we do it space. And it's a very limited people that make it ever to the NFL pros, like the they do it. How do you get somebody um, to like own, like stay with you and stick with you? And because you and I know that leverage and turnover, turnover. If you're trying to scale a business, turnover is your is the evil that it stops is. you from doing it. We know yeah. that. That yeah. that's pro tip right there. It, that's what causes um, failure. Uh, so how do you get somebody connected? You mentioned helping helping them buy a property and make an investment. Like what, what, what are some of the, your, your tax, your, your tax and, and tools for doing that? Yeah. The single best tool is you sit down with them uh, the day that they're hired or, or soon thereafter, probably after a week after you build some rapport with them and you ask them what is important in your business career in the next five years. And it's a whole exercise that you do. It's something that I coach my students to do. It's a whole exercise you do, but basically you're literally finding out what's really important to them. And then you literally say, Daniel, I'm going to help you. If, if this is important in your life, if, if being someone who's in the spotlight is important in your life, I'm going to help you get there. I want you to help me do this, this, and this. That's the single most important thing. And that's something that people often overlook is these are people we're dealing with. These aren't robots. 
they come to work and you know, people say, oh, separate work and business, you know, personal and business. And that's just crap. It can't happen. So what is it? What, what makes this person tick? Find out what that is and then help them get it. And then they're going to stay around for a long time if you treat them well and you, and you do what you say you're going to do. And you have actual company vision and a place that you're going to get them excited to want to be part of that vision. Okay, good. So help them get their, you know, accomplish their dreams and they'll help you accomplish yours. I mean, it's the the model um, left and right. Okay, good. So let's talk about building wealth now um, because we've just nailed people. That's the vehicle from getting to the I, to the we, to the they. That's your vehicle. It's always been the vehicle. The the sooner you focus on that, the more success you're going to have. But, but, you know, next, next steps, like what do you think um, is missing after you've solved the people problem? So specifically with, with your listeners who are, are mostly realtors, um, a lot of realtors obviously deal with investors and why should the investor be making the money and not you? So that's a great way to build wealth. We make, we can make, you know, our average wholesale fee last year was $37,000. I'm not smart enough to do the math in my head, but for an agent to get a $37,000 commission, it's got to be a huge sales price. Right. So, so, so learn the investment side of the business, whether you want to wholesale, whether you want to uh, fix and flip, or whether you want to buy and hold. Learn, look, you're in this space every day. And do you know how few realtors are actually investing? It's crazy. Talk about building wealth. Just like you, you know, the insider trading thing that you talk about, like we know the market data. We know what a house is going to sell for. We should, as a realtor, know what renovations are going to cost. So why aren't you participating when instead of making a $3,000 commission, you can make a $40,000 fee or a $100,000 fee buying a house, fixing up and reselling it or wholesaling it? So what's the mindset that allowed you to make that jump? Because that was you. you. You moved from being a real estate guy into an investor. And most of our, our listeners are, are, that haven't made the jump yet, there's something that's holding them back. There's something that stops them from doing it. Let's talk about how you overcame that or what is that you think? So I, it, for me, I started as an investor, went to a realtor and went back to investor. So I never had to overcome anything, but I know what it is for agents because I'm, I'm married to one and uh-huh. I've been around them all my life uh, for, for a majority of my life. It's just, it's just lack of knowledge. They, they're like, I don't understand that part of the business. I know how to get a listing. I know how to drive a buyer around. But literally 80% of the stuff you do as an agent translates to being an investor. It's all, it's all right there. So it's just a mindset shift that someone has to make that says, hey, I've, I'm paying for multiple listing service. I'm paying for my license. I've got an office. I've got a car. I've got a cell phone. I've got all this stuff. Well, if you can repurpose it or use it to make more money, why not? Because your investing can also get you more realtor clients. Can right. get you, you know, you got a house and you put a tenant in there. Um, well, maybe the tenant one day is going to want to buy when they move out. There's a client. So they feed each other. Well, and, and what I like about what we're talking about in the wholesaling world is you don't have to uh, qualify for a mortgage. You don't have to have a down payment. You don't, you don't have to have a contractor that, that knows how to renovate. You don't have to deal with the city to get permits or not get permits. You don't have to worry about getting a tenant or property management or, you know, breaking. You just have, it's not a huge jump to go from a real estate, you know, guy or gal and then wholesale. So let, let's, let's nail that. Let's, and, and I think the mindset is we just don't know how. We just don't know what's next or what it looks like. So let's, 
from the expert. I don't know of anybody who does more wholesale deals in the country. Certainly not anybody who has our virtual professionals and also has built a business uh, right alongside next to us. So talk to us about how, like, how do you find the properties? How do you negotiate the properties? What are some of the rookie moves that, you know, the, the high schoolers would make that you don't, you want us college players to, to do or the right. pros to do? Let's talk right. about well, well, so first of all, without ever doing anything else as a realtor, you're bound to have calls from people who have a house that they're a hoarder house. They've got um, foundation issues. There's mold issues. You know, the person's been a smoker. And I know too many agents that walk into a house and say, that's not for me. I'm going to call, I'm going to call a real estate investor because this house can't sell in the open market. Right there, you should go to the buyer, to the seller, excuse me, and say, would you like a cash offer on this house immediately? I can give you a cash offer today. So you would just look at, you would look at the after repair value of the house, which again, you're gonna know, you're a realtor, you're gonna, you're gonna look at the repair estimates, how much is it gonna cost to get it up to that standards? Wait, 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 I, I've got a point. Maybe, so how do I, what if I don't know? What if I'm not an experienced investor? And, cause you and I are, so we do know. But if you're listening to this and you've never done it, and you know there's an opportunity there, what do you do if you don't know the path? So I've developed a spreadsheet that I'm actually working on right now to make it even better, that literally line by line, you know, how many windows, you punch in the windows, how many, how many feet of, of paint, put, punch it in there. And it literally will give you a, a total that's gonna be close enough because here's the beautiful thing. When you're not buying this and using your own money or bank money, if you're off a little bit on the renovations, even if you're off five or $10,000, it's not your problem. It, it's, it's the buyer's problem. I mean, it's up to them to figure out the renovation numbers. So very simply just come up with a, um, and I'm happy to, I'm happy at the end of the call to, to, to give this to callers. We actually have a, you text a repair to a certain number. So it, that's up to you. I know we didn't talk about that. So I'll leave that up to you if you want to do that at the end or not. No, I think we, uh, all the value we can give. So let's break that down. So after repair value, you get a number. Yep. You get a number and then you figure out the, the, what's it's going to cost to renovate the house. And then I can tell you in most hot markets and most markets in the United States right now are hot, right? Most right. hot markets, people are willing to pay 80 to 85% of that after repair value minus renovations. So then you as the agent slash investor have to decide how much money do you want to make on the deal? You know, you can, you can offer 70%, you can offer 75%. You can also go and say, you know, I teach my students this all the time. Don't throw out the number ask the seller what they want. If the seller says, I will take X amount of dollars for it and it works and you say, that's great. I can have this off your hands in a week from now. No buyers are going to be traipsing through your house. You don't have to get, if you're a hoarder, you don't have to get, you know, truckloads over here and, and make them the offer. Now you're going to have some realtors say, well, you got a fiduciary relationship and you should tell them the higher price. Well, you know what? CarMax exists for a reason. CarMax does not pay the most money for your, for your car. If you want to sell, sell your, your car for the most, I got houses in my head, obviously. You're going to take your car to get detailed, right? You're going to yep. spend $300 get, or $400 because you're going to get the engine detailed too. You're going to get that thing amazingly looking. And then you're going to put it on, the, on, the, on the, all the, the sites. And you're going to take all the phone calls. And then you're going to have to drive the people around and you don't know who they are. So it's a nightmare. I've sold car, cars at CarMax. You drive there. You, draw, you, you, walk, you give them the keys and a couple hours later, it should be less than that, you're walking away with a check. So that's what you're doing. 
you're, you're making it that easy for the home seller. And some of these houses, it is hard to sell in the open market because there are some really crazy stuff that happens out there. So that, right. that's how you do it. Well, and you know, um, I, you know, because I love doing this and I'm, I'm like you, I, a, a good friend of mine, um, you know, just stopped paying his mortgage once and, and he just stopped paying his mortgage. And this was during like 2005. So prices were just climbing, climbing, climbing. And he bought a new car, got into credit card debt, decided he wanted a vacation. And then six months goes by and he says, yeah, dude, I'm losing my house. I'm like, what? How is that possible? Prices are appreciating. And he, like you just said, the car, CarMax, he's like, I just, I don't like it here anymore. I want out of this neighborhood um, and I want to go away. And I said, well, what would you like to go? Like to, and I'm, I like the house. I knew that there was a, a, some renovations that had to be done. And I knew that it was going to take me three months to six months to finish them because it, it, the, the, he had, besides not paying the mortgage, he had done no deferred maintenance and he'd let the place, you know, like, cause he knew he was leaving. So he didn't care. Right. And, and so his number to me was, I need $5,000. And I said, okay, so I'll take the mortgage over. You'll get $5,000. And I'm going to, because, because he was a friend at the close, I gave him another $5,000. So he got twice the dollars that, that he wanted and I gave him some walk-in money right away. We kept the house in his name. I just paid the mortgage down. We had a contract. You bought, bought it subject to. Yeah, such, yeah, exactly. And what was beautiful about it, I renovated it, closed it like night. And this is a crazy time because it was 2005. It was Christmas time. So I said to myself, I'm going to enjoy Christmas. I'm going to wait until after the new year to start the renovations because prices in California were just like climbing, climbing. So it didn't matter. Right. And he had given me six months and I, and I was like, I was good. Right. So no stress, no, whatever. I renovated that, that place and made like 50, $60,000. He made twice what he wanted. And, and he was thanking me after the transaction, like hugs and tears and because I enabled him to go to his next. Right. And so right. I think there's just too many opportunities out there that we just don't jump on as real estate people. But had I not asked him, well, what do you want? Like you're saying, right? That's what sparked it in me. I remember that right. story. Right. I was like, what do you want? You know? Um, and dude, you would never see a happier guy to sign a closing statement in the world. He signs it, hugs me, gets his 5,000 and like. A yeah. So, so you, you're, you were in, you had your investor hat on and investors often get a really bad rap, but we have, we, you know, we have thousands of, of happy clients that, you know, could they have made more money? Yeah. But every car, every car seller at CarMax could have made more money, but we made their life so easy. And some of these, we, we've helped hundreds of people from foreclosure where they would have lost everything. So, <laughs> Not in a lot of people understand subject two, so I'm going to spend 10 seconds on subject two. Subject two is literally when you buy a house, but you keep the existing mortgage in place. A yes. lot of people say you assume it. No, you don't assume it. You never call the lender. As long as you're paying the lender, the lender will never, ever, ever, ever call that, call that note due. So you buy the house, you keep their mortgage in place. That way you don't have to go to a bank or your cash to go and, and buy the house. You use the existing mortgage in place, and that's called subject to the existing financing. Yeah, the, the, well, still the title still transfers. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so uh, with one of our clients who's in Oregon, 
we, we co-developed for our virtual professionals to help them identify all the reasons people want to sell. And we came up with this list called the nine D's, right? And, and then we created some scripts around them. And, 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 and so I'm teaching you guys right now on this call how to have a virtual professional help in the process. And Brad, you're going to add so much more value than I can because I, I, I just kind of like helped at a high level. But we called it the nine D's, like death, divorce, debt, damage, disability, drugs, displacement, double debt, and desperate to sell because they need money. And so, and this is like another pro tip that people miss in the prospecting world is creating who that client is, what their pain point is, how you can help them solve that pain point, and what your opportunity value proposition to them, right? And, yep. and so I wanted to hear your take on that um, and how you guys, how you guys do that. So that everybody on the thing uh, on the call today could to could get a little bit of uh, understanding. So you hit. I mean, I can't even expand on that list because you hit everything. So so great job there. So you asked me earlier in the conversation, how do you find these people? So you can start by going after people with high equity that have owned their houses for more than twenty years, because those are the people that are going to have the equity as investors. You need to have equity to buy. So yes, right yes. there, right off the bat. Then if you want to go and divorce, probate, well, right now there's lists, there's list providers, data providers all over the country. There's hundreds of them that will give you death, uh, tax delinquents, all, everyone on your list, you can go identify those people now. You can go even into Facebook marketing and start to identify some of those people. So, but, but speaking about their pain and stuff, um, when someone calls to get their lawn, lawn cut, they have an internal need and an external need. The external need is they need their lawn cut, but they don't call you because they need a lawn cut. They call you because of their internal need or pain. And that internal pain is the HOA is going to find them or they're having dinner guests over and they're going to be embarrassed or their neighbor is like giving them grief. That's why they call. So you as both marketers and salespeople have to speak to the internal pain and too many people, including myself up until five years ago, spoke of the external. I'm Brad. This is what I can help you. They don't care about you. They care about how are you going to solve their pain. So focus in on that pain and how you can solve it, just like you said. Yeah, it's perfect. Okay. So when you call somebody, like walk us through real quick how, what, what your ideal, because look, everybody on this call is like, okay, I want to make some extra cash. I know there's an opportunity here and maybe I'll, I'll siphon off some of these properties and maybe own them because the challenge in, in any small business, whether you're an insurance guy, a real estate guy, or a contractor, is that it's a good vehicle for revenue, meaning income, but the as you build the business, it's typically not an asset building thing. You're not building wealth inside that business until you get to the they do it space, until you until you can step out and it still runs on its own. So buying real estate is that other way that we suggest all of our clients can build assets as well as build income in parallel. Um, so what do you do on the call? Like, cause this is where you're like a badass. Where, what do you do on the call that, that people can learn from in this call? In this you're trying topic? to get to know as quick as you can. And that's you build rapport and then you figure out is there motivation and is there equity? And if there's not, don't try to make a deal of it. That's when you might want to put on your realtor hat and say, hey, yes, we can sell your house for this price. But initially, you got to figure out, do they have pain? Do they have motivation? And can you help them with their pain? Okay. And, and what are some of the common, like, objections that, like, people always throw at you? Like, so you want me to sell my house for less? 
Like that, isn't that one that you, you handle yeah. all the time? Yeah, it's, it's price, and, uh, but, but we buy a lot of houses. It, only 8% of people make buying decisions based on price. And people probably think it's 98%. It's not always about the price. A lot of our objections are about price. Um, and you just have to, you, you, you got to build rapport and you got to get these people to like you. I mean, that, that, that is a real trick. And if you do that, then you're going to be very, very successful. So yeah. I think price is probably the number one, um, the number one thing because there's nothing else. We make it so easy. There's no, they don't have to do anything. Like we handle everything. Yeah. You know, it's funny as I, I think of it, like we're guys. So you go and you meet a, a gal and you're like, hi, my name is Daniel. How are you? And they go, get out of my face or go away. That's like the t typical rejection that men have. And I think in our business, the real estate wholesale world, like what, what you're talking about, the typical go away response is price, right? I mean, that's going to be, you've got to yes. be able to handle that objection very good, but then yes. dig deeper and to find out those pain points and what they really need in order to, to rock and roll out of that, out of that situation. Right. You got it. Yep. Okay, so um, the last couple of things, I, I wanna talk about the formula for a long-term hold. Like how, if, if, if I've never owned real estate or only have a couple, prices are really high right now everywhere. Inventory is really low everywhere. Uh, what are some of the, the how, do you, how do I know that I should buy and hold this versus wholesale it? Like what do you, what do you believe the formula is and the right way to, to make that analysis. So we aren't actively looking for buy and holds in our business because again, we've got our blinders on now. We're trying to become a national company in the wholesaling space. Right. When we did, and, and my wife and I are actively buying rentals. When we look at a rental, it's the old 1% rule. And I actually like to get closer to one and a half percent. So if the house is going to be worth a hundred thousand dollars, 1% would be the monthly rent would have to be a thousand preferably 1500. If you get to one and a half percent, you're doing really good. If you get to 2%, you're knocking the cover off of the ball. So, and you want to buy real estate in better areas, the better areas that you can buy in, you know, the better. Now prices are getting to be out of whack. So there's not a ton of places in the country that you can get the one or the one and a half percent rule. Are there still plenty of places? Yeah, there's still plenty of places, but it's, it, it, it's shrinking. So when that market correction happens, really be focused on, you know, buying when we, when we do go through that next dip, you know, last time we went through the dip, we bought 800, we bought 80. We wish we would have bought eight, 800. This time we're thinking if that ever happens again, we're going to be prepared to buy 8,000. Right. We'll take a smaller portion. We'll, we'll own maybe 10%, but we're going to go to some big money source and say, Hey, we know how to get our hands on 8,000 of these. Do you want in? Right. So that's a, that's a cool story. Um, okay, the 1% rule, if it's worth $100,000, you're looking for $1,000 to $1,500 a month in rent. Um, you got it, yep. And then if you add leverage onto it, meaning you, you take out a 75 or 80% like loan and you only put 10 or 20,000 into it, now you're really getting a good cash on cash return. It's, it's yeah. probably in the 25, 30% range, is that right? Yeah, uh, no, no. Um, cash on cash on cash perhaps but this is where the, the the yields of single family houses are actually a lot less than a lot of these gurus want to make it out to be because managing a, a one house or or 50 when they're spread out gets to be really expensive yeah. so most of the yields that you see are going to be sub 10% okay good to know okay 
That's great. Um, so we talked about I, we, they. It's like it's like high school football, college football, and then the NFLs, right? And uh, I, I want to talk a little bit about your virtual professionals so that because that's what we do. That's how we help people scale businesses rapidly, right? Um, so how do you use your virtual professionals in your wholesale business that maybe somebody on this call could could implement and see a return on investment for them? So we have had them do so many stuff over the years, your, your people specifically. Um, when we were buying and renovating houses, we had one full-time person. All they did was turn on and off utilities. Yeah. <laughs> can, you, can you believe it? One person, their yeah. whole day. That's what I'm saying. That's what sucks about renovations. Um, we've, have, we, we've recently had them nurturing and doing cold calling. And now we are going to be shifting them all to cold calling. So not actually not all of them because we got two of them that are working on uh, searching and opt optimization that are doing a lot of marketing tactics, but yep. the rest of them are going to switch to, to, to cold calling, but they, they, they can do anything. I mean, these people are, most of them are educated, high, college educated. Some of them have advanced degrees. Like they're smart people. Yeah. We, we got, we got one or two guys that have been with us now for two or three, four, four years. And we've, we've jokingly said, if we could bring him here to America, we would bring him here because he's that good. <laughs> yeah. And he's added so much value to your business. Yes. And what, when you first started, like, what was the surprise for you? Like what, what, what caused you to say, holy, holy moly, my outdesk virtual professionals, I can scale a business, you know, like mine using this service. And I didn't know that before. What, 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 what were like the ahas in that? It was, it was the cost of what it's costing us compared to what we were getting in return, the value that they were providing. And that, wow, they can really do almost anything. Yeah. And so the, it, it was really a, a value to cost kind of, it was a business decision, return on investment. Yeah. I've, I've got a buddy in the business who lives in a small town in Maryland and he wholesaled. I don't know if it went to closing, but he called me a couple of weeks ago and he goes, Brad, I just got a property under contract in Portland. I go, how much are you going to make? He makes $30,000. I was about to give him grief. I go, Mike, what are you doing dealing with a property in Portland? He's like, Brad, I didn't do anything. My virtual assistant did everything. Found the, <laughs> found the buyer, found the seller, negotiated. I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, and we, we've got a, a client in Northern Virginia who just um, signed on to Mod Plus, which is our new expanded kind of uh, program where we provide not only the virtual professional, but also the technology. So, you know, we, we have a dialer, uh, we do land voice and lion desk CRM. So if you're on the call and you're like, okay, Brad, we're going to, you know, we kind of want a little bit of this action. Uh, we hired that person and they're in your kind of neck of the world. They hired that person last week. Um, and the week prior we got their system set up and I just got a, a message. She set 24 appointments in her first week. Like who on this call doesn't want 24 appointments let, in one week? Let, let me tell you a similar story. Uh, one of my star students in Richmond uh, joined my program. He, he, he tried to mail on his own in December. He's like, what the hell did I do? Thousand of dollars down the drain. He's like, was my phone broken? He signed up with me January 12th. For 10 straight weeks, he got a deal. And we're talking about probably ten dollars to $15,000 average profit deal. He then calls me in a panic 10, 12 weeks later and said, Brad, he goes, the direct mail's not working. What am I going to do? I'm, I'm having cash flow issues. He hires one of your VAs. He sets eight appointments in the first week. He's, he closed eight deals in May, his biggest month ever. And he's like, Brad, I need to hire more people. I can't keep up. 
I, I love that story. Well, okay, good. We're, we're about to wrap up. Um, we've gotten a couple um, questions around your coaching. So one thing that's very clear in your real estate practice, you saw us as a vehicle to scale your business. Um, you've hired a CEO, stepped out, and now you're uh, building a coaching practice. So let's talk about like why somebody, if they feel like they're uncomfortable, just listening to this, they're uncomfortable with maybe trying to do it on their own. Why would they come to you and what would they get if they did? They get a playbook that's, that's video training um, that literally step, walks you step by step how to do every phase of this business. I left no stone unturned. I give contracts. I give assignment agreements. I give marketing. I even have, here's how you pull the list. Here's how you go through list source. Here's how you get a discount. I've got, a, I've got an agreement with a provider. Instead of spending 18 cents a record on list source or 15 cents, it's three and a half cents. So we give you all of that with weekly group coaching calls. Um, access to me through Voxer. Uh, mm -hmm. We have a closed forum. So literally, when people go through the program, they're like, this is so detailed. It's amazing. This is just what I needed. Because you've scaled. Um, and when you're going to I, we, and they, at the they do it, one of the things you have to do is you have to have a, a scalable model. You have to have your financials, a clear understanding of who your clients are. You have to have an operating system, meaning your, your people need to know what they're doing. So you've just taken how you've won in your additional in your original business and said, okay, now I, I'm selling that system and process out there so others can do what we've done. You got it. Yep. I love it. Okay, great. And, and, I, and, I, and I help all levels of investors because I started out, you know, 15 years ago with a negative $80,000 net worth and a $200 a month marketing budget. And, you know, last year we did millions of dollars in wholesale fees. So I can take the new investor and teach them or I can teach the experienced investor how to scale. Cool. Below this, we've got a link where you can actually get Brad's ebook, um, schedule a strategy call with us. We'll, we'll walk you through the seven-figure business roadmap. And again, we've broken down this into six different stages and we'll identify where you are today and where you'd like to go. If you're interested in, in talking to Brad and his team, we will make the introduction and we'll and, and he's gonna give a lot of value for free. We've got that spreadsheet that we'll throw in there. And what's beautiful about, about this process is it, number one, we don't charge for this. So we're not gonna charge you to have the first call. We're not gonna charge you to, to help you create your own business roadmap to go from zero to a million dollars in net. That's, that's the path. That's what being an NFL pro is all about. That's why we want to help people. Um, it's it's our, our, one of our core values is just simply a servant's heart. So we, we want to serve the real estate community. That's why we're doing this webinar. That's why we're sharing Brad's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's nice to see what another guy has done and how they're performing in the NFL. So if you wanted um, that information, you can click in the link below. You can also text 555-888, uh, that number, and just put mod and then your name and text it and we'll send you, we'll send you all of this information right on your phone. You can schedule a consultation, you can get this ebook and um, Brad, what do you wanna leave these guys with? Like what's your, what's your one thing that you want them to, to consider as they, as they step away? Thanks for staying to the end everybody. Um, this has been fun by the way for me. I, I love doing these interviews. Um, but what's the one thing you wanna leave people with today? So I got, you gotta give me two, can I have two? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, yes. What? One is focus on your people because, again, without your people, without having really good people, there is zero chance you're ever going to get into the NFL. <laughs> right. And, and, and number two, like 
don't be scared about the investment business. Whether you go, you go with me or someone else, uh, it's not that much different from what you're doing today, but you guys are leaving hundreds of thousands of dollars on the table every year where you could be using that to build wealth or go you know, on vacation with your family or do whatever. So people and learn the investment side of the business if you're gonna be a realtor. Yeah, good. Okay, so of course now questions drop off because they're like, okay, we're, we, we, we want to ask. Um, so the ebook is in the link below right there on Facebook. Um, so jump on there. We've got a link uh, with, Brad's, uh, with Brad's ebook. Um, you can also schedule a consultation with him or us in that space. Um, Jim asks again, do we use uh, programs like Carrot for lead follow-up? Um, so we, we've had... 4,000 clients were 10 years old. We created the market of, of outsourcing in, in the real estate space. We've used every single system out there. Our VPs know how to build business. And if you want to partner and growing and scaling your business, uh, give us a strategy call. You risk uh, just time, really. And if you love what we say, then great. And if you hate what we say, we'll part friends and hopefully we've added value to your practice. Um, uh, Brad, uh, as always, this has been fun. Thanks for your time today. And guys, uh, Daniel, there's one other thing that I, I could give away. And I don't know if you want me to do it. It's a case study where I actually, if people are like, I still don't get the wholesaling thing. I have a 90 minute video where I walk through the entire process of how I made $33,750 on a townhouse in Chantilly, Virginia. Is that something you want me to tell the URL or do you want to put it down below? Yeah, we're going to, uh, Mark, uh, if, if you're not on Facebook, what I want you to do is go to myoutdesk.com and just schedule a strategy call. This is another question from Mark Cooper. Uh, just go on our website, schedule a strategy call, tell us about your business, where you're at and what you need, and we'll give you every single thing um, that you need in order to grow. Brad, uh, the more you want to give away, dude, I'm all about <laughs> I'm so if, you, if you go to bradchandler.com forward slash case study and watch it, you're going to be blown away. And you're going to be like, hmm, maybe I should stop being a realtor and be a full-time wholesaler. <laughs> or both. Um, all right, guys. Thanks again, Brad. Thanks for your time. Everybody awesome. who's watched this and stuck with it. You won. You, you got to see an NFL pro out there performing. Uh, people and, and focusing on the bottom line wealth. Those are the two things that Brad wanted to share with us. And thanks again for your time today. Thank you. Take care, guys.